Era, era, two heels in a face. Hey guys, before we start this hot tag episode between the Backstage Boys podcast and Two Heels in a Face, I want to give you guys a chance to sign up for AAWOnDemand.com. AAWOnDemand.com has the entire library of AAW. In this hot tag episode series, we're going to be talking about a few matches that have happened in AAW during the years 2016, 2017, and 2018. So if you want to go back and check out those matches, make sure you sign up for AAWOnDemand.com. You can use the promo code 2HEELS, that's number 2 HEELS, that will grant you 30 days for free. Now on to the episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Years in the Face Wrestling Podcast. Basil, is that is that a is that a production thing? Not saying the one on the, or is that from from Wayne's World? No, no, that's a production thing. You <laughs> never from Wayne's World. Four, three. You didn't say two or one. That's what threw me off. I said two. It's from. I honestly, I honestly was expecting Basil to tell us about the legal snags. Yeah, but your legal. You know why? It's not telling me the time. It just says stop. (laughs) It's a zero seconds. Oh, now now it it just started recording. Oh, oh. start again. Start over again. (laughs) Legal snags. Legal legal snags. (laughs) Legal snags. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two's in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode. We're involved in a tag team match. Chris, how do you feel about this tag team match? Do you do you feel that it's, hot it's tag, going to be bro. successful? Look, anything that we can do out of the norm during this time, it's a success. Yeah. It's a blood feud, guys. Don't don't downplay it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second or third hot tag. This is the third one. This will be the third. third. Yeah. yeah. The JLMT. The hot yeah. tag for the JLMTs, not the JLM tournament. The JLM, no, the, the, don't forget the JLM. Right. The thing was that I would say the JLM and not JLMT. Yeah. It would so drive. This is... Nate would lose his shit. Why does he ever say the T? I don't get it. Like, he never know. corrected me once. He was in the room. I know. That's why I told him. I was like, he didn't, he didn't say anything. He's too polite. He's too polite. Way too polite. Yeah. This is the the rubber match between two historic rival tag teams uh, and and and. Feuding factions that have been feuding for years now, which is myself and Chris, two of uh, two heels in a face, and the backstage boys, Trent and Basil. Uh, I hope you know you got your popcorn ready because tonight's a rubber match and it's time to get it on. And we're here for a kind of a, a, a match recap, if you will, a couple matches recap. We're gonna we're gonna have the first part on our stream, to, uh, which you can find on, on two heels in a face.com, and uh, we're gonna talk about some. Old AEW matches that feel like they happened not too long ago, but then when you look back, it's like, oh, that happened four years ago, and it ma- makes you feel just like a really old person um, and someone who's not in their twenties anymore. Um, that's me, and uh, and there's a couple other people here, but um, let's not get into that. Let's not dwell on the negative times. Let's talk wrestling. Let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about some classics they've had. First of all, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm actually drinking. So I'm drinking a Modelo, right? Not to lose, you know, the whole the whole spiel about drinking Modelos. But I'm drinking this. Uh, it's called Chilada Mango in Chile. I don't know if you guys can see it. I can. See that, I, yeah. I can. It's, so I bought it because I've seen a couple of my friends telling me about it. And I actually went to the liquor store today. And I got myself two just to try them out. It's fucking delicious, bro. Is it? Mm. Yeah, I might just down both of them tonight. 
Wow. During the during Ooh. the show. During the episode. Well, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> not. Let's not get too one one here. per one per episode. One um, one per tag. One I, per tag. I gotta yeah. say though, I seeing Chris's room. I I can see the room behind him. The 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 masks are very impressive. Masks and autographs Se- all over the Sammy place. Callahan with the mask collector thing ain't got nothing on me. This is phenomenal, man. Oh, this this man. is like this is like a museum. It's solid. Unbelievable. I'm it I'm is. so impressed. Yeah, I've like, run out of space as you can see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like wall to wall. I see feet. I also in like the, a bunch of masks. I right also there. like the street signs up there. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I live? can is get that... a hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny enough, I have both signs of both places uh, I lived in the past like 10 years. Nice. So uh-huh. cool. cool um, yeah. So the, like I said, the first part of, uh, of the stream before I introduce our other guests is going to be on Tuesdaysonface.com. That's what you're listening to right now. So if you found us, you came to the right place. But after there's a follow up. So if you enjoy what you listen to. Then you can head over to the Backstage Boys stream, which can be found on all podcast platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. And I'm going to introduce those guys right now. First, the man formerly known as Vanilla Joke. Formerly. <laughs> man. He has changed his Twitter <laughs> handle, and he's a new man. Trent Zuberi, Mr. Three Times a Week Impact. How are you doing? Oh, man. So, the, yeah, the, the Twitter handle, Vanilla Joke. Uh, let's address that right off the bat here. I had that since 2001, and it was I, I first mentioned to Basil, hey, I think I should update my social media handles. Like this is like three months ago, and the yeah, and you guys talked about this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and the anxiety I've had over this, like, oh my god, what am I gonna lose? It, the momentum I've built, but I'm like, this doesn't make any sense anymore. I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm 38 years old. I cannot have this goofy name that I came up with while drinking a vanilla Coke in 2001, thinking I was very, very clever. Think of his name. <laughs> like I need to do this. I'm so established. What's gonna happen to my tweets? Everything. So everything went through my head. <laughs> then he texts me and he goes, "Dude, I'm thinking about doing it." And this was that legit. Was this like a was this like an, a late in the morning this, tweet? This is Saturday morning. Like, yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, bro, fuck it, do it. But I was like, just do it. <laughs> Thirty seconds. I was like, "Fuck it, done." <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you I just te- ripped the bandaid off. You just ripped the bandaid off. And then I teased that I was going to change it to my real name. He goes, "You wouldn't." I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he, and then he. Uh, so I did like all lowercase, I guess. And then, like, which I was, I, I never even paid attention to people capital. There's capitalization and people's usernames on Twitter. I thought it was all lower, like Instagram's yeah. all lowercase. Yeah. Doesn't really Basil, matter, but right. But the way matter. you see it, yeah. It matters. But Basil's first reply to me, it's like, oh, all lowercase? That's balls. <laughs> then I start questioning. I'm like, Can I fuck that up? Can I update it? I don't know. Uh, Just like, immediately guilt tripping. Immediately you. made me feel like I've made, made a mistake. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm okay. It looks better. I'm like, yeah, sure it does. <laughs> no, I'm like, then I justify it to myself by saying Instagram's all lowercase for everybody. Now it's consistent with that. I updated my Instagram one as well. So I'm like, cool. Now I'm now I'm consistent across the board. Now yeah, you can get verified, and you everything. won't have to struggle about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, petition for verification now. What the fuck is this? Dude, guy? They have they haven't opened up public verification in like two years. Yeah, it's a long. It's time. been it's brutal. You can only get it. You can only get private. Uh, private uh, company. Uh, uh, verified. Yeah, you have to be through a company that pays Twitter like. Money, be like, yo, put put the fucking. Uh, it does pay it. ads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, let him yeah. Let finish his intro, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, oh God, I had a thought. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh no, it's escaping me. 
Shit, oh. it was about your Twitter handle. And then, oh, I was going to say, imagine if Trent Zuberry was taken. Dude, I'd be, it'd be shocking. I, I mean, <laughs> it would be as bad as someone trolling us by registering the Backstage Boys podcast Instagram. Bro, when I heard, when I heard that, I'm like, I, I actually, I, I actually had the thought of doing that. <laughs> just to mess with you guys wow <laughs> but i never acted on it and once you said it i'm like oh shit somebody actually did that That's i couldn't the... believe it well we I know could've... who the heel is this time yeah exactly. <laughs> i thought about it bro i, I didn't pull the trigger <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i couldn't believe it. i was like i was like what like we were shocked that somebody did it so they first they kill our little our little shtick of having the instagram done next week first they kill that off <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's like then we had to register one, and we had to make our own. Then we're then we're like trying to get the other one taken down. So, but we haven't we have a new and we'll, we'll get to the new the new follow up stick that we had to combat this way. Anyway, go on. Yeah, <laughs> that was a whole dilemma. Um, Big time. And then last but not least, number birthday, one program birthday boy, the belated birthday. birthday boy. I'm finally thirteen. Finally. <laughs> He's finally starting high school very soon. Um, can't wait. It'll be all online. online <laughs> Did to get homeschooled by by a day drinking parent? No, I'm yeah. joking. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm the, not so. <laughs> yeah, the man that uh, you know. Once things start pick up, you'll be seeing a lot uh, at shows because you saw him everywhere when things were normal. And that is Mr. Basil Mahmood, photographer extraordinaire. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. I, I gotta yeah. commend Charlie on his, his his last name pronunciation for the two the two brown guys here. Perfect pronunciation, <laughs> like absolute perfect to the accent pronunciation. I'm very impressed, Charlie. I gotta say, this is this is not our first rodeo. I know, I know. Still, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that white. Them. We've been I mean, friends I'm, with them for a few years, even outside of this. If you can roll, that, if you can roll your uh, tongue while you introduce Chris's last name, no, I'll, I'll really really <laughs> be impressed. <laughs> That's where, yeah, that's where my whiteness kicks in. Uh, I can't do that, but I will, I will pass it off to Chris, um, to start us as he does so well and start us, uh, talking about the matches and, uh, and go like going through the agenda. We got two matches that we've all watched. I'm assuming if you did your homework, knock on wood and, uh, and yeah, Chris, you can, you can, you can take us any which way you please, sir. You're in charge. All right. Well, so we we took uh you know we were we were talking about what matches we should talk about and one that I couldn't pass up was Chris Hero versus Phoenix. This this took place in the Finding Moments, AEW I believe it was at um, Bourbon Street, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually when I when I started playing this to go back and and watch the show, the first match that they start off the show with is Ray Ores versus Mustafa Ali. And that hooked me. So before I knew it, I was three matches deep. And I'm like, oh, shit, wait, I got to go watch the match before we talk to you guys. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, just uh, to point out real quick, like this, I believe this show was also uh, Val Capone's first time ring announcing. I oh, that was now. the one? Bourbon Street. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That mm-hmm. was the one. Because yeah, Jimmy couldn't make it. Yeah, man, that was three years ago? Wait, or no. Two years ago. Oh, sorry, two years ago. What, what am I... 2016, 2016, right? Oh, 16. Four years. Four years. Ago. 16, my bad. My bad. Holy shit. That's that long ago? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I can't. I mean, that's, that's mind-blowing to me. That's mind-blowing. I, I, like, I remember yeah. that day so clear. I'm like, that's that long ago? Yeah, and yeah. W- watching the show made me feel like I was there all over again. 
Wow, man. Uh, you know, uh, that's the match where uh, Ali gets injured and, well, he mm. gets a concussion and he can't continue the match. Right. So, yes. That's and right. at this point, it was this was a qualifying match for the JLMT. ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイランティ、ジェイ
yeah, Chris, I didn't, I, I was like just kind of getting to know Chris. I like, I knew mm-hmm. him, but he, we, uh, people in the league didn't know him as well, I think. And like, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was an awesome time. I remember you showed up and, uh, then we, we would go up to the dry erase board and the, and, uh, the, the owner, the guy, I can't think of his name. Um, he Lee. like, yeah, he gave us a, he gave us like a, some, uh, some sort of deal or something. And just cause we brought like 10 people there or something and it was really fun. It's a good time. Classic place, man. I mean, that's yeah. where I met Basil. Actually, it was a squared circle. First time we met yeah. was there. Yeah, everything snowballed from there. Dude, what what a what a time to be a lot. What a time to be a wrestling fan in Chicago when that thing was man, really at its heyday. I honestly believe my closest friends in wrestling, like outside of who's in the business, came from Squared Circle. Dude, I wouldn't. It, it brought it. people together. It, did. Dude, it was it was seriously it was a safe like, zone for wrestling you felt you went there you felt safe and like you know you weren't judged for you you could you could watch it in a public place and like everyone was just excited to see the wrestling as you were and it was, it was, the food was good too it's good oh it was the best yeah. and you got to meet wrestlers and all that stuff and yeah yeah Definitely wasn't judgment free on you know, wrestling fans. They'll judge everything. Well, yeah, yeah. They're not judging you that you're watching wrestling, but they're judging yeah. you that you don't agree that this the person should have won. Yeah, when, there was a, there was a little bit of judgment <laughs> on certain fans there, <laughs> and who wouldn't shut up. I just love though, just not to not to go too far down this, but oh, we're already we're already we're already down right. there. Down, so down the rabbit hole. I love when like the clicks formed at Squared Circle. I was like, oh my, I'm like. It literally became like the typical wrestling situation where like you have these like fan elitist cliques now and like that formed the squared circle where there was like these cliques of fans who like had feuds with each other. And I was like, of all of all group of all places and mediums to do this in, you do it at a restaurant. Like you literally are having a feud with other fans and who is a bigger fan of not only wrestling but this place. And then it just became rivalries and like <laughs> Only wrestling fans would do this to turn it into this. Dude, it's a work, I, I had, it's a work roommate, brother. It's a work. I met my roommate at the squared circle, man. <laughs> it's a work, brother. Simpler times. Simpler times. Like, Good times. Uh, man. Trent, did you have any thoughts on the uh, hero match? The hero versus Phoenix match? Okay, I lo- Okay, both. Were you working uh, was, already? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I, I was like within first year of me working there. Um, no, this was this was very interesting because I had I had seen Chris Hero for years on the Indies prior to this. I've been watching him on the Independence for a long, long time. Phoenix, I was still like very new with you know, like he still didn't. He, I mean, he was just just started to make the rounds around within that year. I was still pretty new to Phoenix, but like Hero, I was very much a fan, fan of at the time. Happy he was back on on the scene. But these two are interesting because they're very dynamic in their own way. Like obviously, Phoenix is more yeah. high flying. Phoenix is more explosive. And heroes like more gradual power move, knows yeah. how to feed his like he feeds well into his opponents. Uh, yeah, never let, never lets the size be the issue. You know, like never never lets his size dominate a moment, which Good I always point. love about him. I think he's he knows how to play to his strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and to right. his opponents. I just love that this this had so many dynamic moments to it because of, and the, I I think I'm not sure the I know these two met before or they they met, had a match before. I don't know if it was before or after this one. And mm, I had to be after. I think this was their first time. This was their first one, this right? Was that, their, yeah. This was their first encounter because Phoenix came from Lucha Underground. And then yes. that wave at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, 
all of the Lucha Underground wrestlers were allowed to wrestle indie shows because their tapings yeah. became inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. they started letting, and that's when the indie boom happened. Honestly, is when Lucha Underground wrestlers became indie talent. You had Strickland, Penta, Phoenix, Cage. Uh, Actually, in this Hyatt. show, uh, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle debuted against each other yes. at AEW. Yeah. This was it. Yeah, this is the one. I remember that now more and more. That, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, these things come back to me about this show. Uh, no, it was, yeah, I remember I like at the end of it. I have to hop off for a quick second. I'll be okay. right back. I'll keep okay. it, 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 can we still record? Are we still yeah, recording? Yeah, I got it run. Uh, I remember at the end of this one though, uh, Hero cuts his awesome speech, his promo yeah. about Phoenix. You remember this? Mm-hmm. And he puts him over big time. He puts AAW over big time. And um, he was, I mean, he was, he was like, he's like, no matter what, you can criticize me, my weight, you might not like yeah. me, this and that. But he's like, I still hold my own. Like you, you know, and that proved it. Like that, it was like. He did come back heavier. You know, he was definitely yeah. not. Everybody, the first thing everybody thought of Chris Hero was like, eh, he's, he's fat now. That's literally everybody was shitting on him. You know, like, eh, what's he going to do? But he can still go, man. And, and he proved it in this one. And I like that. It's weird because he was still a young guy, but he's like this veteran in a way, too, because he was from that. He's from like three generations of indie wrestlers right. ago. Yeah. But he's still young enough to be a part of all these current ones coming up in a way. Yeah, I think I think now with this last run, he kind of has fallen more into like that veteran trainer status of things. But yeah, uh, but I, I loved it, man. I, I, this was a very memorable match for me working there. I just thought it reminded it had a lot of um, it, like Phoenix. Well, again, it was so new to me at the time. It reminded me so much of like a young Ray Mysterio. And, and he compared to uh, Chris Hero mentioned in that promo. Like he's like, you know, aside of Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, who I think are the yes. best wrestlers in the world. Like though they were the past, but you are the future. Like he put them over huge. Wow, that's a huge, huge shoes to walk in, right oh, there. I, I truly think yeah. Ray Phoenix. I think Phoenix is is this generation is Ray Mysterio, no question. I and and I think we've talked yeah. about this where yeah. where he get he got overlooked for so long because he was always paired up with Penta, yeah. whether his opponent or now as his tag partner. The cero miedo, you know gimmick like overshadowed that but once you let ray shine on his own it's like and i call him ray because he's not ray phoenix but at that point he was still phoenix yes yeah you're right though because penta was so over as just a character not even Mm -hmm. not even wrestling i i was in the penta Mm -hmm. just watching him i was like this guy's something about him i don't know what it is and you do you're right you overlook phoenix you're like but damn when phoenix started getting those solo matches especially when danny started booking him more solo and stuff you're like you're like, man, this guy really is good, man. Like, he, he's very much his own man. And, it's yeah, it's nice to have the Lucha Brothers thing. But, man, when, when he can – when he's solo, he's extremely dynamic. In a lot of ways – Yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously, Rey Mysterio is a, is a trendsetter. I mean, you know, he, he ushered a whole new style of things. But I – from an ability standpoint – I might be going on a limb, but I, from an ability standpoint, I almost feel like Phoenix is the better performer in that. I think he's – capable of so much more uh than even like and, and i know he's he looks up to Rey mysterio and again i'm not trying to down Rey mm-hmm. mysterio he is the guy who started a lot and inspired generations but i'm like man if you want to compare the two which some black people do i think ray phoenix uh, outshines mysterio in that sense i think he's taken that and created a whole new entity to inspire another generation now he's the next guy to inspire generations yeah 
Can't can't disagree with that. Um, so Very well said. What do you got? What do you guys say? Let's get your thoughts on this. One of the, uh, you know, we, we talked about Ray and the match itself, but one of the things that I uh, that I wrote down was uh, Prasak. I guess the AEW crowd was just getting introduced into into the lucha atmosphere, so you started getting the noisemakers, the yeah. the horns or whatever. <laughs> so Prasak on the commentary is like, "Fuck those lucha fans! Can you just shut the fuck up already?" <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> are you serious yeah apparently uh uh i don't know if it was phil or presek uh, a show or two before this one because they referenced that they actually went to tell the whoever was you know using the honk a lot or the horn a lot to just kind of cut it off because they couldn't talk over it oh uh, it was it was distracting them this so it, it sort of made sense mm-hmm. okay so i remember the guy got mad and he left um in commentary for this match, they, they they talked about like, oh, this time you didn't have to go. Security already kicked them out. Yeah, yeah. They got mm-hmm. mad. The guy got mad, and then he left. Oh, yeah. My battery went. It's going down. Hold on a second, guys. Sorry. Am I still on? Yeah, you're on. Um, yeah. Um, I might cut off for a second, but let me. I'll keep talking. We're back. We're back. We're back. If I'm I, back. If, I'm if back. I cut out, if I cut out, let me. You know. Okay. Well, we we'll, we we'll hear you. Okay. Um. Uh, I remember the guy got kicked out and then he was so pissed. He was waiting in like the little hallway area and he would keep poking his head in through the door and like making noise to like, like, eh, see, and then he would like zip back out and then, okay. like, <laughs> then he, would, like, he would keep doing that. Like he had the, um, the horn and like the noisemaker mm-hmm. and he would like, he would leave and then he would sneak back in the room and do it and then leave again. Cause he was so upset that they asked him to quiet down to quiet down. Yeah, and wow. I think I think he came in later on. He came back in later on the night and was cool. I think <laughs> I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure because this Are was you the talking main about event. the fan that got kicked out. The guy who with the noisemaker, remember? Oh, and then, uh, but no, uh, Chris was just saying Prazak on commentary. Tell him again, Chris. What he said. <laughs> this was ridiculous. I had no idea this happened. I, and I wrote it down because I was like, "Whoa, okay, that that's tough." But I, I mean, it, it was in a jokingly fashion, so I'm like, "Oh, all right, I'll look past it." But he was just like, "Fuck Lucha fans," because oh my god, they, oh they, my they were god. just so noisy. They I, and it wasn't that the mic was picking up a lot of noise; that like you could hear them. But I, I've been there, right? I've been to Gali, especially where those things don't stop. So like, that's just what the lucha atmosphere brings to right. to the show. So, you know, and especially if, especially with the, uh, you know, Phoenix and Penta and Oris being on this show, you were going to draw a lot of that crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you don't say that shit on commentary, man. <laughs> so he, he said some, he, he, I, I, uh, to, to transition really quick, like he had a couple other one liners that popped me good during this match, Prazak. Um, I think he said the, he's like, the tag team partner of Tucson and Scottsdale Phoenix is here or something like that. And that's, those are all three cities in Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale uh, and Tucson. Um, that was just a stu- like a stupid, funny comment. And then uh, one of my notes here is that he called Phoenix's arm drag. The one where he bounces around a lot. He called it the most complicated arm <laughs> drag ever. <laughs> right. That's where I'm like, uh, is he not enjoying this lucha stuff? Because right after those comments is when Phoenix does that uh, that arm drag, and, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the most complicated arm <laughs> drag." But it was effective, I guess. <laughs> it, it's like 
it's like snarky, but at the same at the same time, like I'm listening to it, like I don't take it like too personally, and I think it's just like funny shit that's going on that he's saying basically. Um, uh, is any is Trent frozen for anyone? No, no, no. Trent is uh, Trent's computer died. He forgot to plug in his laptop. So all right. Oh, so I was trying to. I was gonna. I was gonna try to cover for him, but uh, yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> Only one BSB avoided time. It looks like. Um, well, no, it's 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 Ramadan <laughs> for me, so it's just like when I gotta go, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, my other only two other notes about the match was, uh, I thought the start was really goofy. There was a lot of like weird goofy submissions that were like, it was like it, like Chris Hero is like very savvy, right? But yeah. I think I think a couple of the submissions were like more goofy than necessarily like convincing to me which was like w- once again paired with like praise X commentary i was in like a goofy mood kind of starting to watch this match because there's just a lot of weird stuff going on um and i thought the ending was was fantastic the reverse that spot always gets me no matter who does it when you reverse a tombstone by mm-hmm. re- like landing on your feet and tombstoning the person yourself that that always gets me and uh yeah i don't know what guys what do you think do you guys think I know he tweeted out a picture of his boots. Do you guys think that Chris Hero is officially retired? Have, have you no, heard anything about that? Cassius, Cassius is done. He tw- he tweeted yeah, out the boots just with Cassius, Cassius. Okay. and then he rechanged his Twitter to Chris Hero is back. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and Hero works really well with the Lucha Brothers. I mean, when Pentagon made his debut yeah. at the Windy City Classic in 2015, a few months earlier. Um, Chris Hero did the full like makeup and everything to like combat it. It was fantastic. Yeah. So like I he he works. I mean he just works well with so many styles. Like you it can't really tell me you can't tell me Chris Hero has one style of wrestling. Right. No, you can't. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's a, up he's a, anybody. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a a savant. He's a fucking, he's a fucking awesome person. That's what he. And that uh, a savant. It's savant. Just, just no one to fuck with, bro. Look it up. Yeah, he, he's definitely not. You definitely don't want to fuck with him. Um, he's our hero. He's Chris Hero. Savant. <laughs> a, a savant is a learned person, especially a distinguished scientist. He's a scientist of wrestling. <laughs> a scientist of wrestling. Okay. He's a wrestling scientist. You you stumped yourself. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should have changed the last word, especially a wrestler. No. Hey, hey we got him. Oh, sorry, back. guys. So a little technical snag there. Trent had to hop off and do a quick, a quick fifteen-second uh, impact podcast, and then he had to hop back on. Hot, <laughs> hot, hot news broke, guys. Just have to get that out. <laughs> hot news. He had to, he had to be like Adam Schefter covering NFL. Just tweet, tweet out a bunch of hot impact news, and then hop back in. Hot impact news. I should have a segment on, on the show doing <laughs> hot impact. Hot impact. Guys, another edition of hot impact news right <laughs> off the presses. Let's get to the news right here. All right. <laughs> All right so what yeah. do we do? We wrap up the uh the hero Phoenix. Is that where we're yeah, signed, sealed, just, delivered? Okay. We just wrapped it up. All right, perfect. Yeah. perfect. I got my thoughts in before before that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you you got your shit in. Right, yeah, I got my shit in, bro. I gotta get my shit. GMSI, motherfucker. We got the next match, though. We got another one, right, Chris? Right. The next match is uh, home, homecoming, homecoming, twenty seventeen. My uh, favorite match of all time. <laughs> Basil's favorite 
live match or just favorite of all Breaking time? News, favorite, favorite. It's favorite, favorite AAW match. There you go. Okay, there you go. Um, I, and I know Charlie ha- like has referenced this match also in several of our episodes. Um, yeah, it's uh, Drew Galloway versus Sima Ion, now known as DJZ. Yeah. Now known as something else. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> so, he was he was Zima Ion for this one. I didn't, yeah, I didn't remember. Wow, yeah, that okay. that that took me by surprise. Yeah. yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. So so fun fact because the listings the, the listings all had him as DJ though. That's a weird. Thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Well, so fun fact: this was supposed to be Drew Galloway versus Tommy End, but mm-hmm. Tommy got stuck um, in in Europe. Okay. Uh, so, I don't remember what was the reason. What do you remember? What the reasoning why he couldn't come or something? He Tommy had uh, Alistair Black, right? Yeah, Alistair Black. Yes, I believe it was a flight issue, not due to weather. There was some. It was a flight issue, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but that's. So this was a last minute like change. What this whole thing was so just get, getting this match together, which was very interesting. And how it turned. Go ahead. I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you set up more of that, Basil, if you want. Um. So yeah, it was a very randomly put together match i believe drew came out and gave like an open challenge um because he just he's like i'm, I'm here to wrestle and he is that was the first time me seeing drew live like up close like that and that's a huge that's a huge a, person that's a there's there's yeah there's, he's there's gigantic two people, there's two people that there's, uh there's two that, people that make up one man <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> there's two people that make me hurt my neck when I have to look up to them. It's Drew Galloway and Lance Archer. Those two guys, those yeah. are those mm-hmm. are some tall motherfuckers. And They're Drew weird. was just like seeing him, I was just like, oh my god. So That's when he, he was doing that very. He was doing the um. What was that storyline he was doing in Impact Basel at the time? The uh, stand up. Remember that's what it was like. Stand up, for, stand up for your rights. He was like very, like very proud to just be like, <laughs> like William warrior. Wallace. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> like, like fighting oh, for yeah. freedom. Yeah, he was. Just, he was just like he had the whole, he had all the merch stand hashtag stand up and everything. I mean, it was it had it had its moment because he was like trying to because he had just broken away from WWE right and like just trying to establish himself as like actually a really good wrestler with a good look and a good size. Oh, yeah. this he, was this was right before he got signed. No, that's him. He was already an impact at this time. No, but this is right before Drew got signed. No, that's what I'm saying. Drew was already an impact during this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I that's thought you meant this match was right right after he got released. I was like, he was no, released no, no. for, what, three, four years at this time? Yeah, this is when he was like really, yeah. he was like peaking in impact at this point. But um, but no, he was he was really just like on that real dramatic, like, warriors, warriors, prayer, stand up for what you believe, you know, and just like, fucking, <laughs> that was, it was great. <laughs> and the look, the look he had, like, if there was anything he, it was smart of him to do to kind of wipe off the stink of like the, the chosen one failure project, it was, let's grow a bunch of fucking hair. Let's grow the hair on my chest. Let's grow an awesome facial hair combo. Yeah. And like he just, yeah, he just looked like he was like just ready to like slay an entire village and like rule rule a kingdom kind of look. So and the fact that this was at the Berwyn Eagles Club, such right. a small place, <laughs> and having that gigantic man just fucking walk in, you know, and 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 then you have the comparison with EJC where yeah, he's I obviously smaller. Like it just made things 
he ragdolled DJZ mm-hmm. all around that building. Yeah. I the thing that sticks out in my mind the most is like because you guys might, made a mention, I believe, before we uh, before we came on. Uh, I was I was front row with uh, Nicole with Nurse Nicole there. Nurse Nicole, yeah. And I just remember seeing Drew just lifting up DJ's body with that with ease and then just yeah. throwing him against the wall. And I was just like, <laughs> "What is going on here?" Many times, yeah. Size was played a huge factor in this, yeah. like throwing him against the wall. That was like that was a part of it because it's the stereotypical base versus. High flyer and how those two work so well, which is crazy. They never met before that, you know, and it was last minute, no, no prep time really. Uh, it was just very, very, it, it just you catch light. Certain certain guys, you just catch lightning in a bottle. You just yeah. you don't know who's gonna work, how their communication is. It just it just happens to work. Like on paper, that match makes no sense. You're like, what the what is this match? It doesn't it doesn't have anything to it. No story, the size difference. What is it even for? But Mm-hmm. The chemistry is there. The chemistry was 100% on point. You just get your rhythm sometimes, man, and it works. Uh, but definitely not a very unforgettable match. Yeah, and the, the, so the story of this match was, how is DJC going to pull off a win here, right? Yeah. Against this big man. And DJC started this match super explosive. Yeah. You know, a lot of ton of offense. And he even climbed those um, poles you have at the entrance, like those shaky, yeah. unstable posts. You know, yeah. he climbed that. He has somebody to hold it for him. But regardless, dangerous as fuck. And he dove onto uh, Drew. He was just trying everything and everything. So very explosive at the beginning. And, of course, Drew ended up showing his strength. And, like Basil mentioned, threw him against the wall. And uh, I believe Phil, he's like, he, he in his call, he was like, he just mysterioed him. Because if you remember that yeah. spot with the stereo, <laughs> when he gets no, thrown yeah. into that... Uh, <laughs> The truck, the, the NWO truck, yeah, the trailer, yeah. the NWO truck, <laughs> like a yeah. dart. Yeah, basically. So uh, yeah, good. Sorry, not to cut you off. Sorry, uh, I you know I was doing really good at that. That was my first cut off of the session, so I want to applaud <laughs> myself for that. Uh, nice. I was doing really good. Um, uh, the funny part about DJZ climbing that is like. He's just like he just kept yelling at a guy. He's like, "Hold it, hold it!" Like, because he's he it's shaking, and like he has the same thought that we all have. We're like, "This isn't working," and he's just like still going. And then he 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 tries to like push off of it, and the thing wobbles, and he doesn't even get any height, and he just kind of like like pancakes on the Wop. on the on the Drew, and he's just like he gets he says something in the crowd. He's like, "That didn't really work," but it was like still <laughs> the effort was there, so it was a really funny moment. Yeah, I give it to DJ for trying, for sure. I'm trying to make it work. Uh, no, man, it's it, it was very very dynamic match. I really loved just how how it, you could see the crowd turn too. Cause you mm-hmm. see the crowd at the beginning, they're kind of like, oh, it's cool to see these guys. Like, cool to see Drew. We see, we see DJ a lot. It's cool to see Drew, but uh, well, yeah, whatever. It's a whatever match. No big deal. But then you just you see them. You can you can almost pinpoint the moment where they turn, and yeah. they're like. Damn, they're they're like that moment at the collective like, damn, what the fuck are we seeing here? This is great, you know. And you just you kind of like can pinpoint that spot, and then they're in for like that final. Man, I want to say that, that final four minutes of that match are just like, so they everybody comes unglued, including the two, and you see them feeding off that crowd. Like they're just like, oh shit, we got them. And and it's always great to me. And watch this. Like next time you're at a show, 
you can almost watch a match where you see like a like let's say you see a match and you know it's going to be a, like a main event or something and you can see two performers or really get the crowd psychology aspect of things you can almost see when the both of uh, both of them know when they have the crowd in the palm of their hands like there's a moment for every match that's that's significantly built properly you know where the two mm-hmm. guys in the ring two girls whatever no, like, okay, now we got him. Now you fucking just lay. Now you run. Now you just you go for it at this point because there's there's a, right. there's a section where you can either get him or lose him. This match, you could totally see that moment between the crowd and DJ and Drew, where they just everybody got each other and they were like, "All right, we've stars have now aligned," and yeah. the next like three four minutes are going to be what what turn is either legendary or not. Absolutely. Or like I like I like to say, it's either going to be it or it's going to be shit. But it's gotta be at that moment. Right there. <laughs> uh, I I want to applaud I want to applaud production for the cool instant replays that were taking place during this. Yeah, uh, that, re- huh? this playback. Yeah. Those are mm-hmm. nice. Those are those are always a plus. Those yeah. are a plus. I don't I don't normally get to watch these things back a lot, but then I when I do, I'm like, oh shit, we have instant replay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, it's nice to know that production's doing that stuff. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise for sure because I th- I don't think the first match that we watched I watched these in order that we're going to talk about them I think so um, the hero phoenix match didn't have instant replay and then when this happened I was like oh shit did they do that did they have always on that did I forget about that am I a terrible wrestling fan am I a terrible human being <laughs> so slightly um, slightly yeah but uh, yeah man uh, the belly to belly was a pivotal moment it took like tr- like Trent talks about moments it's like. And uh, and it was like an avalanche emerald fusion or whatever the fuck he called it. That was a moment as well. Um, it was it was like it was pure magic. Yeah, it's one that always anytime someone like randomly puts favorite AEW match of all time on Twitter, for some reason, my head just goes completely to the Berwyn Eagles Club and raise your hand if you miss the Berwyn Eagles Club. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do. You so know, I still podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're raising our hands. Bezel is not. Bezel's not raising his hand. Because I still the lighting to... sucked. Let me go. <laughs> oh, hold on. Chill, chill the fuck out. I still get to work there. So I don't miss it. Because of Rise. Uh, uh, so uh, I've been... Oh, wait, I've Rise? Been... It's a Rise done? No, Rise is going to have... Okay. Uh, Rise is going to have uh, another show. Uh, they delayed it until October. Oh, they did? Okay, wait, go ahead, Charlie. Charlie's got something to say here. He's raising. Yeah, I was just gonna, sorry. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was gonna say, raise your hand if you miss a sold out AEW show at the Berman Eagles. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, you continue <laughs> oh, with what you're saying. R- real okay. quick, I had to go get Modelo's because I was watching the Berman Eagles Club and I could not not drink. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Awesome. Uh, I'm I'm crying right now. You can't see it, but <laughs> tears. But wait, you were going to say, by the way, they're doing a show in October? Just side note here? I thought they closed. Uh, no, I believe it got moved to October. And is that the final show then? That's, That's going to be the final show. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not to divert too much. All right, go on. So that was those. The, yeah, I mean, anything else? Chris, you want to add something uh, to that one? So yeah. not to the match specifically, but just a, a few things to point out about this show. Um, this was apparently uh, Tyler Bolt's first Berwyn Eagles Club show. Tyler Bolt's? Okay. Well. Um, I mentioned that in commentary. Uh, this this uh show had uh, let's see, uh, Ray Phoenix versus Trevor Lee. Yes. Oh, but the one I want to talk about was, or the one I wanted to mention was the Heritage Title Match. This is where Penta defeats ACH 
and and there's a title change in here. Yes, this was a, this was cool too. It was Ooh. a really good match. Um, I, and a big rivalry between Sammy Callahan that transcended years. They had a rematch here. Uh, so it was Sammy Callahan versus Loki. Oh which, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I love this match actually. And I don't think this yeah. match gets talked about enough. And this, honestly, you meant you running down the card. This show is definitely not talked about enough. This is a it's very not. awesome show, actually. Dude, Abyss, a bit, dude, Abyss was a staple. I'll, I will defend, <laughs> I will defend Abyss at AEW till I absolutely, till you, till I perish into the ground. I loved Abyss at AEW, and I loved, I loved cheering against him so much. <laughs> he was such a good heel in AEW, like just nobody liked him at all like he had to go away he i feel like oh the best was when they threw they threw him into ove or or oi 4k when they threw him into that everybody's like what what and they hated him even more it was great like everybody's like why is he in there then like somebody's like he's actually from cleveland oh okay (laughs) (laughs) some guy in the back (laughs) he's actually from cleveland Uh, it was a great card though you're right you guys are right it's a fantastic card i have the poster framed and i don't i don't buy it a shit ton of merch comparatively speaking to my counterpart on this podcast i don't buy a shit ton of merch (laughs) yes uh i have the poster framed yeah is that the one that's got the three three guys on the top and three on the bottom yeah Yeah, it's like a maroon background it's like kind of like scribble like white scribbly lines a little bit yeah Yeah. wow i do remember that one that was definitely that was definitely i think one of like I think Nurse Nicole talks about that one a lot because she that was the show the second time because she there was end up being a gimmick with her and low key where she would fix his tie for him because he mm. would always like like the first time it happened was that bourbon show it was like her first or second show and like he did something he jumped off the bar or something and then he just like looks at her and goes how's my tie you know and, like, <laughs> and then she like fixes his tie like pats him just like good to go like, thank you that was a good impression and then, and then like then it became a thing where like he'd walk out and see her she'd always be front row he'd she'd he'd stop by her he's like how's my tie you know and she'd like do something he'd she'd, like, fix her tie and then she'd give him a kiss on the cheek well yeah that's right that's right that's what it was yeah. and then she and so then recently it's so funny told a sidebar here he did like a instagram AMA kind of thing, like little questionnaire okay. thing, and then she mentioned something like, "When you come back to Chicago, it's like and make sure your ties on right or something like that." And he was just like, "And, and it's been years since he's been here," and he like made some yeah. inside reference to like the first time she did it for him, like years ago, like at the bar or something. And I was like, <laughs> "I didn't understand the reference." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "That's like a reference to like inside joke, I guess they talked about." And I was like, "She's like I." find it hilarious that he like still remembers that it was like from years ago almost insignificant in a way but he totally still remembered it so that's cool that's a cool easter egg yeah so yeah if you ever see the the blonde who's now a redhead randomly which nobody knows because she's in fucking hiding because of lockdown uh you see the blonde fixing his tie in an aw show that's her okay yeah but uh, no, definitely memorable. I, I sh- would be nice to put this one out. I don't think like we've been releasing a bunch of free shows on YouTube, um, just during all this just to keep some stuff flowing and mm-hmm. things you know, give people something to do. Uh, this would be a good one. This would be a nice one to put out, man. Like this would be. I don't know. Mike's been deciding on which ones go out, kind of voting on them a little bit, but he's ultimately deciding which ones go out. I, I definitely wouldn't mind throwing this one, you know, in the hat. This has our yeah. vote. Absolutely. 
if, just, if, if, if our vote if our vote can sway it has our vote all right you're like hey mike by the way the two is the face guys they <laughs> voted like, for this one like, what they <laughs> <laughs> working here now so this this card also had uh uh space monkey in it yeah, this is six. What space monkey was more consistent mm-hmm. with the company he used to wrestle a lot at the LaSalle shows too yes mm-hmm. sally was always there yeah uh, for a while uh, there was a six man Arrow Boy, Myron Reed, Connor Braxton, Jason Kate, Paco, and Space Monkey. It's just okay, some of these names. You're like, man, you you like how how long some have been there, mm-hmm. how, how some had been there, left, and like maybe started making appearances right. again. You're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, Jason Kate did appear back then. And he just Trevor Lee. It's yeah. like Bobby Fish. Like how long we had to wait for a Paco, a legitimate Paco run, only for it to be squashed a month, month later. Sorry, like boys. <laughs> it's almost like we did like that on purpose. Long, guys. Like we had to give him this huge moment and then just fuck him a month, a month later. <laughs> come on, man, there's more. There's more money in the chase. You know, it's like he got the belt. Then what did you want? What, what are you gonna What are you gonna ask for now? You already pushed. And he has, he has a sick picture of him holding <laughs> that belt with the with the belt waving and all that stuff. Oh, great photo, yeah. Baz got a great photo. But like, you need something you else to. Yeah. All I can ask from Paco at this point is so merch. I've been I've been saying it. Like, he I don't know. He doesn't think he's worth. He doesn't think he's. He should. <laughs> you got to convince him. God damn it, Paco. We did his. Uh, we did his like little his bio video with Rob, and like <laughs> this is <laughs> oh, this is the yeah. The, he just kept me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm Paco. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm Paco. Uh, what I like about wrestling, um, uh, wrestling is you know wrestling's cool. Like I love it. You know, I, me, I, I'm Paco. And uh, I'm like, it's just cool, man. Like, wrestling's wrestling, man. I love it. He was just that's, so nervous. I'm like, Paco, relax. Chill. Stop the clapping. Let's, let's hear about you. That's right. the shirt. I'm Paco. I'm that's Paco. It's a great idea. <laughs> I'm Paco. Excuse me, Paco. No, actually, I'm actually Charlie, but sure. <laughs> what does that mean? He wouldn't understand. <laughs> so I've there was a wrestler, Brooklyn. yeah, that worked for this company for handful of years you know and then they took the belt off him the next month it was a travesty but definitely yeah you need to re-push paco right that's that's a new hashtag re-push that's paco. a new hashtag we need a new video rob new video <laughs> part two the heartbreak part of two, paco. Hashtag re-push paco, re-push like, paco. <laughs> we, need, we need to have part two the, the rise and fall of paco like the rest that happened within thirty days, like just the, just like the the happiness and how it just how Hakeem Zayn just came in and destroyed this man's uh, all his hard work in a month. Uh, a a ten part series air two episodes a night on Sunday night against the Last Dance and see how it does. <laughs> it's just like it's like a super dramatic ten part series about Apocalypse like rebuilding himself. Like, he comes out like nobody's even seen. I haven't seen him post during quarantine. I, he comes back like a foot taller and jacked as hell. Yokes. <laughs> just great. Like Drew Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair, beard, Sox <laughs> fan. All of a sudden, everything just changes about him. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I, I do got to say, I scrolled too far down and I got ahead of myself. So that, that six man that we just talked about with Paco in it. That did not happen in this show, guys. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, shit. that was. I was gonna say something, but I let you okay. ride it out. But that was at the no. at the. It was at Logan Square, right? 
Yeah, that, that match happened in the upcoming match that we will talk about on the Backstage Boys podcast, which will be Take No Prisoners 2017. Take No Prisoners 2017, man. That's another great one. Wow, yeah, we'll definitely get to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to get to that on the Backstreet. Backst- Backstreet. I'm so Backstreet. sorry. Backstreet's the backstage back already. Right. Boys, the Backstage <laughs> Boys podcast feed. Um, where can where where is where is the easiest place to net for them to navigate to pick up the second to listen to the second episode of this two part series, guys? Honestly, any, just yeah. any podcast. Honestly, any, I think Trent yeah. put I think Trent put us on like on like those old uh, Fisher Price radios too. Everything. Like he, <laughs> everything. everything. We're not bringing this back. We're not on Every every major podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, YouTube, on everything. So awesome. definitely uh, tag off of this one. Go to that one and check it out. It'll be on there, part two. Yeah. And uh, Chris, I guess you can All take right. us home if you want. Yeah, so this wraps up this episode of The Hot Tag, part two coming soon in a podcast platform near you. I mean, we, we don't, I mean, we do have merch and pro wrestling tees, but I want you guys to support local wrestlers. So mm-hmm. go out there, get some merch, pro wrestling tees, uh, Patreons, look for those. And make sure you visit awondemand.com. Get your 30 days for free with the promo code 2HEELS. That's number 2HEELS. And check out those matches that we just talked about. Make sure you check out the matches that we'll be talking about in the BSB podcast coming up. Um, you know, keep supporting wrestling. Wrestling will come back at some point. Maybe a little right. different, maybe not. But, you know, I'm still a fan and I still want to experience that. So, you know, just hoping everybody stays safe, stays, uh, keeps washing their hands. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Definitely check out you. Three cutoffs. Oh, is that a three? T- I'll, you know, I'll take three cutoffs in a Skype episode. I think that's well under what I've done in the past. So I'll take that. I was just going to say for everything related to us, just check out twoheesonaface.com and you'll find all the links and everything that you need. There it is. That's right. Hashtag repushpaco. Yep. Repushpaco. Repushpaco.